0: What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. Our first time recording from Novacare in a long time. It's like the old days, you know? bro <laughs> uh, Before we get into football, I should say, it seems like at the beginning of every episode I happen to like throw out a a take about like pop culture that angers people in the comments. So I thought I might as well just start throwing out takes every podcast. (laughs) I don't have any controversial ones today. I will just say, I started that show uh, Chernobyl, uh, or Chernobyl, is is it pronounced Chernobyl or Cher? I thought it was Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I watched the first episode. That show is intense. I know it gets a lot crazier from there. You guys are probably going to spoil it for me because I probably deserve that after the way I treated Game of Thrones so loosely. <laughs> and
1: I, I started watching Good Omens, which I think is a really, really smart show that you should watch.
0: I'll be more negative next week so you guys can get mad at me.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, we do need to talk about how terrible X-Men looks, but we'll say that for the end of the show.
0: <laughs> All right, so... More pressing news. We'll get into our observations from OTAs. This was our today is a Wednesday. It's our last uh, day. The media is going to be able to see voluntary OTAs. I believe they have one more to go. It's a mandatory minicamp next week. We'll be there all three days. Um, there's a lot to take in, but the most newsiest thing that I think we need to cover before we get into like everything we saw is Malcolm Jenkins' update. Nothing's actually changed necessarily, but just he still hasn't shown up. I know it's not technically a holdout yet until it gets mini- Tory mandatory minicamp. It seems to be blowing in the direction of him not showing up next week. Uh, they worked out Jonathan Cyprian. Doesn't seem like they're going to sign him. They signed some dude I've never heard of, who I guess. Trey
1: Elston. Was on the Eagles at some point. Yeah, he had a 10 day stint during the Super 10 Bowl. 10 days. Run. It's like a 10 day yeah. contract. Yeah, Super Bowl run. Yeah. It's... Oh, wait, really? During 2017? <laughs> yeah, so what? he played in one game wow. in September and then was cut. He kind of did what, like, Trey Sullivan did in week one of last year, where he already oh, lost. Yeah, he was on the got practice out.
0: squad or whatever. Yeah, so. Right. But, but anyway, so, like,. There was kind of like some hubbub, and it was kind of based on the way Adam Schefter tw- phrased his uh, tweet. Because mm-hmm. on the top of the tweet, you and I talked about this, because like, we get notifications for all the, mm-hmm. the like Adam Schefter and all the other main guys. And so all we saw was Jonathan Ciprian working out for the Eagles. And then at the bottom of the tweet, it says, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, no end in sight. Like You, you can't really put those two together unless yeah. you're saying they're connected. He went on like the radio and said they weren't connected today. But the point being, he said that Malcolm Jenkins might not be around for a while. That per, that could mean he's going to be back in training camp because that's not for another month and a half. But it is significant that he's going to skip minicamp because he's never done that in his Eagles career. So there's there's a stalemate at, at the very least.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, you, you can understand. Like, from our perspective, it's easy to say you need to pay that guy. But also, what are you going to pay Yeah, see,
0: we don't know what he's asking for.
1: Right, and, you know, you look at the top of the league, it's about $15, 16000000 like, in the, you know, in that range, and he is 31. And if you, the logic for the Eagles here, if you didn't want to pay him, even if it was, like, a, it wasn't a significant pay raise, is if you're looking at it where, you know, you're thinking after 2020, you're probably done with him. Um... You know, he'll be 33, uh, or oh, turning 30, 33. Um, Having played every game. Yeah, so, yeah, you've put a lot of wear in his tires, so do you want the dead money that you're going to create by giving him a signing bonus or giving him more guaranteed money or, or making him more flush? So... That I understand, I mean, this, let's keep this in mind. This is a team that was willing to trade him for Brandon Brooks a few years ago. Or Brandon you know, Cooks. Brandon Cooks. One letter off. One letter off. So one letter off. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we've been out in the sun pretty Yeah <laughs> for yeah. a long time. Uh, yeah, so they were willing to trade him for Brandon Cooks, and so... Clearly, yes. Is he one of the three most indispensable players on defense? Absolutely.
0: We both believe that, yes.
1: But he is on the wrong side of 30. You, the way this team has looked at things from a youth and, and and aging perspective is they've signed older guys to very short-term deals. Obviously, he's not a homegrown talent. He was signed here, but he has been here long enough that you can consider him an incumbent guy and a tenured guy. And I think... I think they need to be right by him just because he is so influential in the locker room. He is probably the most versatile player on this entire team, um, and he's he's local ish too. And I yeah, think like rough Jersey. yeah, I think you're 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 everything you're looking at with him is positive. I don't think anything he does is negative because when you consider how much Jeffrey Lurie has supported his outside endeavors that are important to him and important to a lot of people in this country, like it's hard to like find like a, like a weakness or a bad point for him.
0: You know what I mean? So there's some irony in the fact that it was this day last year that they, were supposed to go to the White House and then had their invitation rescinded. And I know Malcolm Jenkins wasn't the reason, but Mm -hmm. he was like at the charge of, he was like the first one to be like, I'm not going. Yeah, it's funny how, He's not here now, and they didn't, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I wrote something like going through all the possible scenarios from the way this can play out from the very simple he's here next week to the extreme where he's traded or released, which I I don't think it would get to that point unless it was, like, a serious, like, ill will on both sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of value you could get. It's like, he'd be, He's, like, an interesting case trade-wise. But they're, they're not going to trade him. But, you know, the, the realistic scenarios are, one, he comes back next week, which I don't think he does. Mm -hmm. Two, he doesn't come back next week and he comes back in training camp, which feels like a possibility if not what will happen because he'll lose like $80,000 if he skips all three days next week. It's like a progressively, gets progressively more each day. Mm -hmm. And training camp, he would lose 40,000 per day. Like, yeah. that, that, it's not the same as Le'Veon Bell, who wasn't technically under contract. So, he wasn't being fined. Right. Like, he, and, and I think you pointed out to me that what teams will do is after they sign a new thing, they, like, retroactively mm-hmm. either give him the money back or don't force him to pay it or whatever. But if they don't give him that money, then he's going to be losing it, so. I would be surprised
1: if he holds on the camp because I think something has to get done in the next yeah. month. Like, mean, it, it has
0: to. Then the worst... Worst case in this scenario would be he holds out throughout training camp into the season, which that that can't happen from either side Really mm-hmm. like that player as, as great as he is at you know, could take care of himself on his own like you need to be around the team
1: Yeah, and I mean safety is such an interesting position too because you're part linebacker part corner you're playing multiple spots you're asked to do a lot and it's hard to just get that game speed right away. And, he's, you know, he's going to need those joint practices <clears throat> against uh, the Ravens. He's going to need pre-season. Yeah. Right. So, like, it's not just practice with your buddies. It's you need to be here reps. for reps. And I think, you know, not that anybody's going to, you know, supplant him in his role if he's gone. But, you know, his absence and Roddy McLeod's absence as he recovers from season of knee yeah. surgery has allowed – and we'll talk about that a little bit later but has, has allowed some of these younger guys
0: they have some young guys up,
1: and andrew zendayo <laughs> to uh you know get the some Nike. pretty valuable uh
0: reps yeah he will be known as the night <laughs> king on this Only, podcast yeah he, he had the mask in his locker <laughs> yeah well, i
1: saw him walking around like uh, like with a angry. just yeah. a he's just an, a face he's, a, he's just an angry
0: guy i'm <laughs> gonna be honest yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a fun fella <laughs> fun fun guy, fun guy fun guy um but yeah, so, all right, we can get into OTAs. As you mentioned, Jenkins wasn't here. There's was more guys that weren't here on the – it's not the last day, but one of the last days. Deshaun Jackson wasn't here, Nelson Aguilar, which kind of ties then, into
1: – So, with that said, Nelson Aguilar was in yeah, the Yeah, he was in the locker room, room so he was in the building.
0: And that's only in Johnson the other day, so it's not like these guys yeah. are just not around. I saw Jalen Mills, too. Yeah, Jalen Mills was there today. So, uh, a lot of guys weren't on the field, but, you know, the – the receiver thing is important. We'll talk about Wentz first because he's kind of the big story, obviously, this time of the year. he's with he? He's. I mean, he's. He's been through nine practices and has come out unscathed. What, which, which is a positive sign. This wasn't his best practice, but he had all backup receivers with him. Um, the number one receiver is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. And he kind, he looked apart actually, but. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much of i don't know how much of his inaccuracy and, and all that was him and how much of it was like a lack of timing with these other guys and they're not in the right spot like it wasn't his best day but i mean it's nothing to be worried about
1: yeah he sh- you and i both wrote he showed some hesitation throwing the football there were some double pumps and and stuff like that yeah but you don't have the you know you don't have the trust you don't have the communication that you normally do like people always are like oh my god these guys are sprinkling in first team reps those are really valuable because timing is is a thing Okay. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, you know, Charles Johnson's the only guy that's been getting regular reps with the ones. Like, J.J.R. good Whiteside's yeah. been in and out. But like Mostly Charles John- red zone, yeah. Right. Charles Johnson's been uh, Alshon Jeffries' like,
0: replacement, I guess you could say. That's, for a guy fighting to be on the roster, that's big.
1: Yeah, it is. And I thought he was going to make the roster to begin with. But, I mean, yeah. that's been an encouraging Especially Matt
0: Collins is still... he's on the He's been running on the field, actually. So, he's alive, I, Let's I see <laughs> the Matt Collins conversation yeah. later in the podcast. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... I mean to to, go, to expand on your point about like them needing to build that chemistry. Like I, I even asked uh, J J. R. Sega Whiteside because you know the big he had another great red zone catch today from Nate Sudfeld this time actually. Uh, yeah. It was a fade in the corner. It was beautifully thrown. I mean, R.C.G. Whiteside did most of the work in reality. Like it was just, again, I'll keep pounding the table for him. Like he's going to play, he needs to play week one red zone packages. But I, I pretty much asked him like how important is getting these reps with Carson, cause especially with all the guys out. Because you need to have it, those plays you need trust with the quarterback more than almost any other play really. Because he's kind of throwing it up and you're going and getting mm-hmm. it. And he said, he he and Carson have had spent a lot of time, he says anytime. After a play, Carson will pull him aside, and he like goes over things with him. I think it's a really valuable time right now for this kid. And then once Sean Jeffrey gets in the mix, he's gonna have all these veterans around him. He 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 has a very bright future, and a lot a lot of it has to do with like everything around him too.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of our fellow media members have really bought into him. Like, And it's easy to see why. I'm really interested to see about him against press coverage and pad practices. Yeah. I, I, I want to see him be tested. But, yeah, the early results are very, very positive. You're an Eagles fan. You should be very, very
0: excited. It's, about fu- this it's funny because in the moment on the draft pick, I think we're all like, huh. Because it's like we all, they were working out all slot receivers That's and guys. speed guys, and then they drafted a guy who's kind of the, not polar opposite, but he's pretty different than mm-hmm. the guy. We didn't, hadn't really heard them tied to him very much. And now, when you think about it, it kind of makes a lot of sense because now, like, who, how are you defending this offense in the red zone? Yeah. I don't... I, Dallas Goddard looks huge, and he, we've raved about him enough on this, with Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, even Deshaun Jackson has a little speed element that you can have there, like Jordan Howard. I think you could feel pretty comfortable about saying that
1: Dallas Goddard's upside projects him higher than even Zach Ertz. Like, I mean... Like upside.
0: Is, I mean, uh, he's already... Yeah. He's, he's better now than Zach Ertz was as a rookie. Oh, man, it's not... Or even, a second year, I it's, should say. It's like... Yeah, Zach Ertz even, took a little while, Yeah, he's even, already there, like... Um, especially
1: blocking and, re- and like dependable hands yeah. wise, he is on another planet yeah. from Ertz as a
0: second year. And, and anything else you saw today that stuck offense wise?
1: Uh, yeah, so I thought that um, they did a really good job of swing passing to running backs. Like it wasn't just like a, a dump off; they were catch, get, catching the ball in stride, out in front of them.
0: A lot of Boston Scott reps. Yeah,
1: Boston Scotts. Boston Scott. They're
0: giving him a chance, at least. I don't know if he's really shown anything.
1: I mean, here's what I'll say. If Josh Adams is on the field and taking part in reps, I'm not sure we see as much.
0: Yeah. Boston Scott. I think they want to see what they have in Same this Same with Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders hasn't been around. This is Boston Scott's time to like show why he belongs. I don't know if he's done enough to say he's going to be on the team yet. but
1: Right. I mean, this is a three-way battle, in my opinion. Boston Scott, Josh Adams, and uh, Wendell Smallwood. For who, number four. Yeah, yeah who, we'll, who we'll talk about. I've got a lot to say about him later. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the running back receiving issues are a little bit overstated. Uh, Scott can catch the ball. Jordan Howard's pretty, pretty consistent as a receiver. He hasn't dropped at all. Yeah, I mean, and he looks comfortable catching it in stride. So I don't buy the that narrative. I mean, there have been people that have talked about, you know, hey, they need Dan a running calls,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, somebody, some some guy suggested that Darren Sproles would be a home run. Home so, run. Yes, a, oh, another media member that uh, will not be named said that he was going to be a, it's a home run, why wouldn't you bring him in?
0: Because of everything
1: well, he's shown be, the last well, two be, years. Well, well, because I watched practice, the, the four open practices, and I've seen guys play very
0: well. And Sproles was not himself last year. He was not. Um, I mean, it wouldn't. It still wouldn't surprise, shock like shock me if they sign Sproles back.
1: Well, and even I don't even, think
0: they will, but it wouldn't shock me.
1: And even if you are going to sign him,
0: why sign him now? Yeah, yeah. You might as well see what you have in these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, you know what Sproles is. Give him the reps. And he's thirty-five, by the way, and he's five foot six. Like, and
1: Miles Sanders can catch. Like we really haven't gotten to see any yeah. Miles Sanders. In-
0: That's gonna be big for Miles because. He was targeted a little bit his last year at Penn State, but yeah, not like enough, catches, I think. which isn't a crazy amount, and it wasn't like for many yards. So it's going to be big for him in training camp to show that they they've been hesitant with him. About, what's his injury? A hamstring? hamstring. Yeah, and, and they had a lot of issues with hamstring, especially sprawls actually. Well, so yeah, and, and you look at this the, time of the year, like don't risk anything. Yeah,
1: soft tissue injuries they ain't nothing they're, to mess with. Yeah,
0: they're looking at those more intensely. I think this yeah. year after everything they went sure. through. Um, defensive side of the ball. Um, they they went with Avante Maddox and the nickel again Cindy Jones outside Razul mm-hmm. outside has so had really good yeah, uh, OTAs the funny thing is like I feel like we haven't maybe said Avante's name that much but that almost is like an underrated good thing because that means he hasn't been getting burned at all too mm-hmm. but uh, so I think Cindy Jones has been really good DeAndre Hall has had the last two practices we saw he's been the best safety yeah, more more playmaking. I would say this weeks. week, yes, he's yeah. been the best safety. Yeah, um, this week, the last two. Yeah.
1: Which is crazy because he played like yeah. I mean, we last year.
0: I've made cracks to a few people, like oh, he's kind of the guy he forgets on the team, and there's always a guy like that that kind of winds up being a summer mm-hmm. star. So
1: he had a nice little scrum today. Yeah, I was there. They called out the Boston Scott, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, he's looked good. Jeremiah McKinnon is a guy. He's kind that, of sneakily
0: just like showed up on a lot of plays. Yeah. He
1: and Josh Hawkins have both played very well. Like this is a very deep cornerback group. I think we over like the national media clearly overlooked a lot of players in this this in the secondary. I mean, yeah, they're getting I, back- I
0: still see people doing that. I keep people like I've seen grades for like the off season. It's like the Eagles still didn't add a top flight corner. I'm like, there's like four top flight like, corners in the NFL. Like, what are you talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah,
1: it's it's tough to do that, and I think. I think, too, when you look at Hawkins and McKinnon, this is, like, the perfect situation because if you've got Craig LeBlanc, McKinnon, and Hawkins all pushing those first five guys, it makes another guy expendable. And so, you know, who are you going to start a corner? Like, it's wide open. Like, Darby's going to be a starter. And, and I and I
0: think I think that's locked in. I think maybe Mills isn't as 100 percent as warms thought. Right. Mainly because of the foot injury, honestly.
1: Just thinking on it, I think Darby is guaranteed a starting spot. If Avante. if, if Avante is not the third safety, he is the starting nickel corner. Done. It's over. And then Sydney probably right. Yeah. Either Sydney or Rasul or, or or. Jalen Mills mm-hmm. so that's like
0: the so, in, so in our head those three are fighting for the other outsides right
1: Crayvon's going to be the backup I think, I think
0: the they want world. Sydney to win the job he, yes I would say they want Sydney to be that guy I whether he won, and whether he's there in a few weeks into the season or whatever we'll see I think that's fair yeah so we, we've pretty much covered a few of these guys but who are so we've covered uh, Cindy Jones DeAndre Hall J.J. Um, Arcega, Whiteside, Dallas Goddard. Who's somebody else that stuck out to you?
1: I mean, I think Russell Douglas has really held his own on the outside. I Se- mean,
0: secondary. That's three he, secondary guys. Yeah, they're in good, shape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good shape. Good shape. I
1: think he's done pretty well. He had an interception today off an overthrow by Cody Kessler. He's shown very good awareness and body control. The secondary coaches have really praised him quite a bit um, when they've pulled him off to the side. I'd say another guy who's really impressed me, who I thought probably was on the outside looking in, is Nate Garrett. I knew you were going to
0: say him. No. Nate Garrett he had, is he, had, he batted down a, a Carson Wentz pass at the line of scrimmage today.
1: Yeah, he uh, he's looked really good. He looks very confident. He looks noticeably bigger, and I talked to him about that. He said he wanted to get bigger playing middle linebacker, being on the inside. He's a wild card to me because he's the, he's the guy that... I could, I think, with Zach Brown playing second team reps. I don't want to get like too ahead of it. I think we were a little presumptuous yeah. with how we thought Zach Brown was going to just be come in and be the. There's out-
0: a reason why he was a free agent as long as he was. Right.
1: right, and I think he's going to be like a base. Like I think he's going to be a base formation guy. But I could see Nathan Gary being a three down dude. I mean, the way that he's played, I mean, it, there's no contact, but he looks like he's in the right spot at the right time. He looks very confident. He's been calling all the plays as middle linebacker. Um, I'm interested to see where he... I mean, we've only seen him in three practices because he missed the second one, but he's looked good.
0: Yeah. Um, and I would say a guy maybe a little under the radar, the really, that I've... I think that has just looked good in terms of like how he's moving as Vinny Curry to me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice him as much today, but, I mean, it's hard to notice the defensive lineman in general, though they did get a lot of pressure on Nate Sunfield today, which probably is more offensive line-based mm-hmm. defensive line. But Vinny Curry just looks like he has like the athleticism and the movement that he had a couple of years ago, and I don't think he had that last year where he's banged up. He wasn't in a good system that fit his talents. Um, if he can be, you know— 85% of what he was two years ago, then he's a pretty good third defensive end.
1: hmm Another defensive end who's fighting for a job is Josh Sweat. Yeah. He has gotten three would-be sacks. He did have odds.
0: contact with Sudfeld, one of them, which is a no-no. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was his fault or not. But... Yeah,
1: I mean, look, the dude is showing good burst. Uh, he, he looks smooth. Um, he's a guy that if he can play at a... Not even a Chris Long level, even under a Chris Long level, they... they, they you're going to have some drop-off. He's inexperienced. But he's so athletically gifted, and you can do so many things with him. Um, I think he could be a real asset. Like, I think you can use him to stunt in very obvious passing situations. I think he's going to be a good player.
0: All right. So we've been mostly positive. Let's go negative. Who, who's the guy? You kind of mentioned him earlier. Who's your guy that maybe should be worried about his job? Wendell Smallwood. Yeah. Um, Again, we're, we're, we know we're overreacting to OTAs, by the way. Right.
1: <laughs> he's had quite a few drops, which is a, sh- which is a shame because he's probably, like, reputation-wise, the best receiving back of the group. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have Miles Sanders here. You don't have... Clement. Clement here, um, which you would think would be a positive opportunity if you could take advantage of it. But it also highlights... You're mis- if you if you mistake, yeah, yeah, and I just think like this is such a huge summer for him, and it just he hasn't he hasn't had the juice. Boston Scott's out playing him against air, um, but you know they brought in two guys that knock him further down the depth chart. He played relatively well during this down the stretch for him. And I think the Eagles still thought they could upgrade over him significantly. And Corey Clement is going to be a key part of this offense. They like him. They've invested in him. He's cheap. Um, And you know you've got a guy in Smallwood who's entering the fourth year of his contract. They're not going to. It it seems pretty evident they won't re-sign him. Um, And so you know maybe you shop him. I don't know if you can get any trade value for him. Maybe trade him for like a a guy who's going to get cut on another team, but. Again, I think he's a guy that really needs to step it up next week and then moving forward in training camp.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, a guy I'm going to say hasn't practiced at all. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, Jalen Mills, I think, has kind of been a loser of this offseason, scene just because, you know, those cornerbacks have gotten so much experience in his absence last year. His foot has lingered. I saw he declined to talk to tell reporters how he was doing, which if he was doing great, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm good." Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm that's overanalyzing it, of course. But um, you know, he's just, these young guys just have a real opportunity. Like they're. He's entering the last year of his deal, Darby is and LeBlanc. And the three guys we've seen starting are in theory their future at corner. In mm-hmm. Razul, Sidney Jones, and Avante Maddox. And if they keep showing what they're showing, and if they start showing it once there's contact and once Austin Jeffrey's here and, and all that, like Mills might have a hard time getting on the field I know Jim Schwartz loves him which is the reason why he would get on the field and the and the, lunch, and the yeah, and the, and the, yeah the coaching staff really likes him but if he's just not as good as the other guys you have to have the best players on the field mm-hmm. and I don't know if if I'm sitting here right, right now today I would put him 5th or 6th in the pecking order like in terms of how I feel about these guys well, and, and I think he's a solid corner by the way
1: yeah I mean and even as far as investment when you look at him he's a former 7th round yeah. pick I mean they've paid Ronald Darby Rasul's the 2nd round pick Avante's a fourth-round pick. Sydney. Sydney's a sec- second-round pick. So, did I say Rasul was a third
0: or second? Third. I think you said second, he, but he's a third.
1: He, yeah, he was a third. Sorry. Um, so, again... Um, you know it's sink or swim time for him and he's not he doesn't even have a like he doesn't have a life preserver on or anything he he hasn't
0: been on a football field since the london he hasn't been on a field in america since week seven (laughs) funny
1: um (laughs) yeah when you think about it i mean like he so is that so with that said is he the injury you're most concerned about or the absence on the field that you're most concerned about concerned
0: about hmm that's a good question give your answer i'm going to think about that
1: so, I mean, I think you can look at it from several different directions. It depends on how you're looking like, Yeah, concerned about, about...
0: Like from the Eagles' perspective or from the players?
1: Right. Uh, to me, Paul Worlow not being out here when he is in the middle of a major competition is yeah. kind of concerning because he did have the knee injury. Um, it's not a great look for him because everybody else is playing well, including TJ Edwards, who made a couple of good plays today. Um who's also cheaper uh the other guy i'm i'm a little concerned about just in the grand scope of things is matt collins yeah
0: this is a guy who for both his and the eagle's sake
1: right i mean this is a guy who should have been should be the shoe in for the fifth wide receiver job and instead he's off on the side we don't really understand his groin injury uh it's just
0: weird, it's, and like that's that's all we got at this point. It's and weird, I,
1: and I don't know if it's if it's the Eagles' handling of injuries that I'm not used to, just because I've only been here for the season. You mean like the
0: lack of updates, kind of thing?
1: No, just I mean it's not even the lack of transparency or the lack of updates. It's just the verbiage, and I think the verbiage lower is, body injury. Yeah, the verbiage is concerning and kind of questionable. Just like his ability to get back on the field, yeah. so that's a
0: concern. Yeah, I, I mean I think. Mack and Mills are the two most concerning ones in terms of like the way their injuries have been weird and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of an underrated one who I think the Eagles would benefit from being here, but maybe it's not like the end of the world. I would say it's all Sean Jeffrey just because. Carson Wentz didn't work he and Carson Wentz didn't work out all of last offseason. Right. Um and, and it was much talked about, we talked about it on the podcast throughout the season. I'm sure Nick Foles and Austin Jeffrey just have better chemistry, it seemed like, mm-hmm. on the field. And I think these off season reps are gonna be very important for like it's it's time for them too to take the next step. Like there's no more excuses. Year three, um Carson Wentz fully healthy. Austin Jeffrey should be fully healthy. Yeah. So whether, whether, whether Jeffrey plays next week in minicamp it's more important training camp if they get all the reps maybe they throw together in the off season. I don't know mm-hmm. what their plans are I know Wentz had talked about maybe doing another North Dakota trip I don't know if that's still going to happen uh, but especially with like Deshaun's here like he's a different you know it's, it's going to be different for Austin Jeffrey than it ever has been in terms of how the offense is going to look I agree with that I agree with them wholeheartedly. All right. Let's run through, like, the position battles real quick before we go and just, like, where we think they stand as we head into mandatories. Okay. Um, We talked a little about corner. Uh, It feels like, like you said, Avante is the slot corner unless they decide he's a safety. Um, I mean, I guess Mal- Malcolm's situation will play a lot into that probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you agree with that, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's yeah. the replacement. Yeah. I think he's the
1: long-term replacement yeah.
0: anyway. But yeah. Let's talk about wide receiver, five. So I think at this point, I know it's early and things can change, but it seems like our Whiteside is pretty locked in as the fourth receiver. Absolutely. He, he might be the third by the end of the year, honestly. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. So then it becomes down to the fifth receiver, and ideally he's a guy... I mean, maybe they keep six, more likely they keep five. Ideally, he's a guy who can help on special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, think, I think you and I both see it as Charles Johnson's job to lose, like, at this day. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident whether Mac Hollins either plays at all, or whether he's cut, or whether he starts on PUP. Like... I'm just, like, removing him from the equation until we know what the hell's going on there. And if he's out of the equation, the only other competition, really, is Shelton Gibson or Braxton Miller, I guess. But I've, he, they've barely even used him, it seems like. So
1: I think if they keep six, DeAndre Tompkins is
0: Yeah, DeAndre, six, I keep forgetting about yeah, him. Yeah, he's going to be the sixth guy. More, like, returner-dominant yeah, than receiver guy. Right.
1: Um, yeah, I think Charles Johnson's the guy right now. But the fact again, that he's getting
0: the first-team reps. I mean, I know he's the only veteran in the room. Right, right?
1: but you got to make sure that he can play on special teams, yeah. uh, you know— is going to probably play some on special teams, but you're not going to want to risk him a ton, and I think you do need wide receivers that can gun and, and do all that stuff. Um, yeah, there's really not been a guy who's really taken the brass ring and... Grabbed-
0: I mean, it's not like Johnson's been amazing, by the way. He's just, right, he's Sheldon just the Gibson the
1: has game. been Sheldon Gibson, and, yeah. like, you know, DeAndre
0: Right as I'm sitting here this day, I'd be surprised if Shelton Gibson was on this team. Yes, on day I one. Agree with yeah, I Maybe right. he goes on the practice. Or does he have eligibility still? No. No, he doesn't? Okay. No. So, no, never mind. <laughs> um, third safety is pretty interesting. I would say, you know, the guys that are that have been in camp are Andrew Sandejo, DeAndre Hall, Cato and Iguabuke, uh, count, Countess, and uh, Trey Sullivan. Countess didn't practice today. Uh I think Sullivan's the safest bet to make the team out of the group. Uh, Sendejo, you know, I, I lean a little more towards him making it, though I still don't think it's like 100% by any means because I think the compic thing is a real thing. Uh, and then DeAndre Hall has really climbed up the power rankings of that position. Like he, he, I don't know if he'll play on defense necessarily, but if he can show the athleticism he has, he has really long arms. He's tall. Like he, the, he has the physical and athletic traits that you want. He's like an intriguing prospect in theory. So I, I, I if I was if I was like predicting what the safety group would look like right now, I'd say Jenkins, McLeod, McLeod, Sullivan, Sendejo and DeAndre Hall with Countess. I don't know. He hasn't really shown that much yet. I know it's really early. I know they like him a lot, but he's not yeah. like I don't think he's a lock to make the team necessarily.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's Hall and Countess competing for that yeah. final spot for sure. If unless they same. cut Zendeho, then they maybe right. both make it. Yeah. Which I think Countess is more of a threat, isn't Deo? Just from a special teams standpoint, there's always been a safety who's been a focal point yeah, of their special there teams. Yeah, so um, that's a thing. Uh, yeah.
0: So what else? you got? And then I guess the main other one probably fourth running back, which we touched on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not really sure who would even be the leader right now. That's, I think it's too early to it's even say. It's tough with Miles
1: Sanders and Corey Clement out yeah. there. Yeah, and
0: I mean the other guys haven't shown really anything. Like yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there's some weird world where they bring a back on a cheap deal. Like I don't know. I don't see that happening. It's um, tough because he doesn't play special teams. Yeah, yeah. Teams. I agree. I mean, Sproles would be the guy they would bring in if anybody probably. Probably. And he'd yeah. be an upgrade over their all their fourth guys right now. I don't. I don't think Boston Scott ultimately makes the team. Um, you and I are both higher on Josh Adams than everybody else. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't really practiced all that much in front of us, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't really have a read on that, honestly. Well, I mean, he's coming off labrum surgery. I don't mean him. I mean the position. I don't really have a readout. Uh, I have yeah, I don't.
1: Now. I think it's too – you can't really evaluate running backs without contact. It's kind of the same thing with linebackers. It's really tough to evaluate safeties without contact because, you know, so much of their job involves yeah. contact. Um, just like offensive linemen, I mean, I, I, don't, I think the offensive line group behind, you know, the starters and Wisniewski and Dillard – pretty wide open as well so um, you know there should be some decent battles
0: yeah and and the other one would be the fourth defensive end job. Um, Chief, Chief Miller had a good day on Monday, but he's still a little raw. Josh Sweat, early in camp, Deshaun Hall was impressing me, but I haven't really seen that much from him since. Osman hasn't really done that much. I mean, he's yeah, been, Osman he's has. He's had some done. pressure, but he's just a practice squad guy in reality, unfortunately for all the jo- Joe Osman heads out there.
1: Yeah, he was on the second team defense, but he didn't really do much. I, I, I think it's Josh Sweat's job. To lose. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, before we go, I'll end up, I always tell people to comment, so I'd be remiss if I didn't read some of the comments at least. There's some funny ones in here. So I talked about last week how Deshaun uh, Jackson was bringing swagger back mm-hmm. to the Eagles. Uh, Alexander Pittman said, no one is bringing swagger back. Nobody has uttered that word since 2008.
1: That's <laughs> so not true. That sounds
0: like something I would say to you, like after you say <laughs> a phrase. <laughs> like That sounds like our relationship. Yeah. Uh, Mo said, I hate these kind of videos, no face. Forget it. Bye. She wants to see our faces for some reason. I mean, actually, <laughs>
1: technically, our
0: faces. Yeah, are our pic, the, the picture thing, of our faces. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like what you see right there, then you don't want to see a full video. Yeah. Of us. Trust me. You know. <laughs> we, I, we, we, I have a face for radio. Is what I like to say.
1: I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, all right. Not about me. I'm
0: wonderful. But, uh, That's an actual question here instead of a criticism. Okay. Uh, Bradham, Zach Brown, Camus, LJ Ford, Warlow, and TJ Edwards are the six linebackers on the 53 question mark. He left Gary out of there. Repeat um, that one again. So basically he's asking who are the six linebackers going to be, and he had... Uh, this is Shuley Allen. You have Bradham, Brown, Camus, Fort, Orlo, Edwards. And then he said maybe Alfieri to the practice squad. So he has Gary getting cut.
1: Yeah, I think it's either Edwards or Gary. Yeah, the, Edwards has looked pretty good, by the way. Yeah, he has. I, I mean, I, I From think what we can they're see positioning him. Gary pretty well. I would be really surprised. I don't see, like, completely bombs training camp. Like, if he's not in contention for, for a, a roster spot.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll end on that note. Uh, we'll be back next week during mandatory mini camp. Not sure how many we'll do. Not every day or anything like that. We're not insane, um, but <laughs> we're gonna have we're at one or two next week, uh, and then we'll be off for a month and a half from Eagle stuff. I mean, we'll yeah, still we'll do some we'll pods still do, throughout yeah. the summer. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, leave some more comments. Ask some questions. Write reviews. Follow us. Read our stuff at NJ.com. Thanks for listening.